Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we discuss the antitrust case filed by the US Justice Department against Google on October 20th, as well as the US Congress antitrust report which preceded it, which actually lays out a case against the big four tech companies, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple. Both events are seen as major steps toward reining in the growing power of these companies. And these are legal battles that are likely to play out over many years. So there's a lot to unpack here not least the timing of the Justice Department case against Google, coming as it did just days before the US election. So we'll discuss the political angles around the case and how it may continue even if there is a change of administration. We'll also attempt to look at the issue from outside of a US context and briefly discuss some of the moves on regulation of big tech being made in the EU, for instance, and also look at what we in India should be looking out for as all this unfolds. My guest for this very important episode of In Focus is Mishi Chaudhary. She is the legal director of the Software Freedom Law Center in New York. Mishi Chaudhary, thank you so much for joining us on the In Focus podcast today and for making time for us. Thank you for having me. It's a delight. Right. So um, there's a lot to get to in this discussion, uh, but I think the first sort of question that I'll uh, start with, and I I think that's a good place to start, is to ask, um, you know, why did the Justice Department choose to go after Google um, first and not any of the other big four tech companies? Um, Is it the case that that they felt that the case against Google was perhaps the easiest one to kind of make out initially? So it's a complicated thing. You see that... uh... We are just a few days before the election and uh, this president at least wants to show that uh, whether right or wrong, um, he wants to checkmark a lot of the promises he has made. And so he would like to make good on all of these. And if you um, watch the way, whether it is Attorney General Barr himself, or just the Republican Party's um, basic way of resolving or addressing the so-called anecdotal um, Republican bias on these platforms, it becomes clear why they really wanted to proceed against the tech company. Now, um, let's um, examine the question where you said that um, why Google here and why just right now at this point in time, just before the elections, This is not the first time um, the American antitrust regulators have looked into Google. Um, The last time they had looked into it was a decade back, and that time FTC had investigated. And that time the question FTC was looking into uh, was whether Google had abused its power over the search market. So it started in investigation, I think in 2009 or 10, and then the agency's commissioners voted in 2013 that they didn't want to proceed. So they faced a ton of criticism for not bringing a case. Now, um, 
as a, if you uh, if we saw um, last year what the what the attorney general said was um, mostly he was of the view that antitrust laws should be used against companies um, because um, they were restricting the spread of conservative views and um, YouTube which is owned by Google um, was um, a major target in this uh, Republican view of the tech companies and um, he said um, that one way to address this is through antitrust laws and uh, they would challenge the companies which uh, engage in monopolistic practices so they started an investigation and there was a ton of pressure also over the summer um, for the prosecutors to wrap up the inquiries before election day. Um, if you saw that um, there were around 40 lawyers who are working on, um, the, on the case uh, about this complaint, and they had been given a deadline on September 30th. And some of those lawyers actually left the case this summer because they didn't want to sign the complaint. Because they thought it was rushed. Um, so I would say, A, the investigation had already started. They, they would have rather preferred to bring a case, uh, a narrow one, um, if not a broad one. Um, and the fact of bringing a case was much important to them than bringing a weak case. And also election timing and the fact that they had already said that there would be some uh, price to pay and I'm using quotes, um, air quotes here, because that's how uh, at least the demeanor has been. So um, you also see that the complaint has now been joined by 11 uh, other states, and those are attorneys general of Republican administrations. And uh, although the investigation was joined by some Democratic governments, um, attorneys generals also. And um, I would say that um, there, is, there are investigations going on for all the companies, the major four, um, Apple, Google, Amazon, and um, Facebook. And the responsibilities have been divided. There, is, there are two companies, FTC is looking into, then the Justice Department is looking into. And for Google, they just have to show two things right now, at least. Um, because, as um, I mean, I'm sure we will discuss it later on, what the... Um, merits here are, or at least what is the major part of the complaint, but um, they mostly want to talk about its dominance in search and uh, that the deals with Apple and other companies um, are hobbling the competition in the search market. So I would say um, that is a few of the things which we can speculate about why the rush now, why Google right now, and uh, what does that mean uh, for other companies? Um, so right, so you did you did mention that this kind of starts in a way with um with, with this with this as you say this this feeling among Republicans that uh, there's censorship of their views, conservative views on these platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to ask you, in your view, is that is that a justified uh, claim? And perhaps you can just give a little bit of a background on how I think that's it's been it's been particularly, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a bit sharp right now because of a certain story regarding something to do with the New York Post and it's not being taken on Twitter um, is right. what I've been reading. Yeah. So I would say like having observed this for quite some time, um, one of the things which um, whether um, uh, Republicans like it or not, there are, there are a few things here. So uh, there is now clear evidence of the fact 
that uh, in the 2016 elections, the Trump administration, uh, or that time the, the uh, Trump campaign, got a lot of benefit from um, advertising and uh, target uh, target advertising and also using the platforms organically or otherwise uh, for their campaign. So there is already a lot of um, right-wing information and material which is available on these platforms. Thereafter, we also learned about the major election interference um, which was propped up by um, Russia. And that had also created into a lot of misinformation and disinformation. So one is, of course, the official stuff which the campaign put out. The other is misinformation and disinformation. Uh, because um, post-2016 elections, we learned quite a lot about how uh, the platforms had been abused about these things. There was constant pressure on the platforms to do something about this. And I think this has been happening everywhere. This is also in India. This has uh, been in many other places where because um, platforms like Twitter or Facebook are very slow to take down content despite the fact that um, there are issues with the content um, and they have gone back and forth between um, how uh, whether they want to be um, really uh, editing it or taking it down and always pretending that they're not the arbiters of truth the idea is that um, there is a lot of content which does violate their own policies but either for political reasons or uh, for other business reasons or something else um, they have been very slow in enacting those policies. However, um, at least uh, by end of last year, we started seeing that there was so much pressure um, on the companies, as well as in this year, when uh, the CEOs have now become a regular on the Hill and, are deep, uh, and at least uh, are being asked and questioned again and again by the Congress, that they had to do something. So now when they started doing it, and it's not just now, even after 2016, when they started removing a lot of material, there was a lot of misinformation, disinformation, which is supposedly right wing. So once they started removing that, uh, some of these um, uh, big personalities like Alex Jones, etc., they were banned from some of these platforms. So um, when their material is taken down, obviously there's a lot of brouhaha. Um, I would say that what we are watching is that it's not that so much that there's a conservative bias. It's only that when um, information which is far more coming from the right wing and is being flagged for being either completely wrong or factually incorrect or violating some of the community standards or the policies, there is this growing um, anecdotal talk amongst the Republicans that there is a bias here because they think the personal politics of the um, valley somehow determines what their platforms do. This really ignores one thing is that uh, uh, the companies no and their CEOs or whoever are the people who are running them, no matter how liberal they might be in their own politics or sometimes, they do love their own companies and they want to create shareholder values. And these platforms work only when there's engagement on the platform. And lest we all forget and only think about content and only think about other aspects, it's very important not to lose sight of the fact 
that the more engagement there is on the platform, the more people are glued to it. And that means there is more data about those people, and that means better advertising revenue. It is wrong to assume that they, whether it's Facebook or other companies, they're going to lose this large section of the population, which may be right-wing, and uh, um, who are already getting at least the top five, top 10 engagements uh, or trends on these platforms. Why would they ever want to lose this big audience? So this is more anecdotal. We've not seen any kind of evidence which the Republican produced. However, having said that, there are obviously a lot of problems with these large companies. And that's why there's some bipartisan interest in doing something about them. Now, the problem is because they have caused problems with democracies all around the world. They have caused problems uh, with the taxation, with competition, with various other issues. That's why everybody wants to do something about that. And that something is going to take very different forms. And uh, here, what we're watching is that, uh, again, it's a WrestleMania. Everybody yells and screams. But what is that something going to be? Whether um, it is narrow content moderation stuff, what is it going to be? Or it's going to be antitrust. There is not much clarity about that. And that obviously falls on people like us, our nerds or lawyers, who think that, oh, yeah, you can solve the problem of content moderation with antitrust. But everybody wants to do something. And European Union already brought three cases against Google. So they think that there is something to be done. Although my personal view is that um, this something will have to be comprehensive. And antitrust is a small part of it. Um, content moderation is another part of it. Um, but all what is going to be, uh, if ever we are going to get any solutions out of that, both the regulators, the political parties, as well as the companies, all will have to play honest. And at this point in time, nobody's playing really clear or honest. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the, the Justice Department's action was preceded by the um, a report released by the House, which mm -hmm. was an antitrust, antitrust report that um, actually laid out, laid out a case against all four of the big uh, tech companies. Mm -hmm. um, was, that a, was that a somewhat more comprehensive uh, case that the report laid out? And is the action against Google now somewhat more limited in its scope? So um, the thing about lawsuits is that people find lawsuits to win. And as much as we like about large major things and throwing in the entire kitchen sink, um, uh, that's not always a winning case. And one has to really examine what will, what are the things one should bring so that there is a better chance of um, getting the desired results. So like in this particular case, and I'll come back to the question about the report, um, but in this particular case, this is mostly a monopoly defense case because um, the complaint says that Google is illegally protecting its dominant position in the market for search and search advertising. And how it does it is that it has struck um, deals with companies like Apple, Mozilla, Opera, etc. And they pay uh, and they generally talk about Apple uh, paying billions of dollars a year to have the search engine set as the default option on the iPhones and every other i. Apple device. There are other parts of the complaint also, like about the, the, the contracts with the smartphone makers, the Android operating system, how that works out. 
and uh, that those contracts require also the installation of the search engine, Google search engine as the default. And then um, the investigation was also about the online um, behavior and acquisition in the overall market for digital advertising, uh, which also includes video ads and web display, etc. But I will say that the search case is a little more straightforward and that makes that narrowness and that one particular case makes it makes the chances uh, of um, justice department dominating a little better. Um, and um, so they only have to show two things. Google is dominant in search and that the deals with other companies, etc., are hobbling competition in this market. Now, the report you referred to, this is um, a very long 449 pages long report, and it had been in the works for last 16 months or over, I would say. And uh, they came up with, um, they, they gave the report early October. And um, however, um, it was a bipartisan report, but then some of the Republicans did not agree with the remedies and the recommendations made in the report. Like, I don't remember whether it is a, a senator from Ohio or somewhere else, but someone who said, I, uh, it's 449 pages. And so he said, I, I agree until about page 330, but thereafter, I don't agree. That is supposed to be a much larger comprehensive report. It was supposed to look into all these companies and that might help uh, what the FTC investigation is going on and what the Justice Department is currently doing. So uh, by design, that report is supposed to be more comprehensive. And by design, lawsuits against each company have to be narrow. And it is, all, it is going to be one lawsuit at a time. You can't just start all of the wars everywhere without having uh, uh, examined everything in detail. So um, now, but the report also talks about Google, obviously because they had said that Google holds a monopoly in search and search advertising. I, I will say um, that uh, the report does talk uh, about other companies, um, like they did talk about that um, Amazon's market power was not restricted to just one industry, but it was spreading across industries. And they said uh, uh, it's conduct in online commerce where, where um, it's a question we've seen in India also and in Europe are asked as well, that when uh, Amazon sells products that compete with independent merchants who use its platform, then how does it actually usually recommend its own products? And it promotes its own products ahead of those other makers. Um, then the report looked into Facebook, um, uh, Facebook's uh, power over social networking and um, and um, and I, I think that they were correct in saying that Facebook's monopoly power was uh, firmly entrenched is the word they used. And I, I quite like that because uh, uh, they talk about the acquisitions. They talked about copying the bait plate and copying of the features by other competitors uh, to maintain power. And then, of course, um, this entire acquisition of Instagram, uh, they got quite in detail about it. In fact, they also examined um, how Facebook, uh, once it has acquired a site, how it works with its own products and its own competing products within the company. So now they had two, two social media utilities and they could shore them up against each other, uh, which is quite odd. Um, so And then they looked into, for example, Apple, 
uh, on the apps marketplace for iPhones and iPads also. So I would say that the report by design is really long and it looks into everybody. The case is um, uh, supposed to be narrow um, and, um, and that's why it's uh, there. Uh, but the report will form the basis of what in future there is to come, whether it is regulation, whether it is antitrust lawsuits, or even because the report does mention overhauling of um, the antitrust law as it currently operates in the U.S. So we are talking about a long-term game there. And um, just on this aspect of the bipartisan support for doing something against uh, the big tech companies, um, mm-hmm. would you say that uh, the Republicans want to pursue this for very different reasons and the Democrats have uh, you know, completely different reasons for doing so? See, it's also administrations are complicated. Obama administration had a very cozy relationship with uh, the Silicon Valley. To be totally blunt about it, Obama campaign did exactly what the Trump campaign did, just knew how to use these companies and platforms much better. But because we like the person, so we didn't mind all of that. <laughs> and I don't think there has ever been anything about prop, uh, misinformation and disinformation, which we uh, saw in the 2008 campaign. So, But we saw that there was quite a cozy relationship out there. And that's why there was never even talk of a serious discussion. And uh, for someone like me who practices in both the countries, I would say that I was quite surprised that um, how much of um, misuse was already happening in India. Um, India is like this petri dish where all of these things are experimented before. Uh, whether it is election indifference, whether it is use of WhatsApp or these platforms for targeting uh, and uh, misinformation was already happening in India. But it also shows you the importance of America in the world. That The moment 2016 election happens, everybody wants to pay attention to what the companies are doing. Before that, what happens in Philippines, what happens in um, uh, Brazil or India or um, any other place, they don't care. So it speaks to the hypocrisy of the Americans uh, to a large extent and also the fact that they are always trying to push for an American values-based agenda without trying to understand that uh, that local situations in other countries might be different. Now, coming back here, when you talked about the level of the bipartisan support, um, there is definitely bipartisan interest in regulating uh, the companies to some extent. You've seen um, Senator Warren, who has been calling for overhauling and big reforms. Antitrust was a major thing for her. I would say there is now we've reached a point that no matter which administration we have, we will see. Uh, more action against tech companies. And while it is possible that if on Tuesday there is a change and a new democratic administration comes up, they would review the strategy behind this particular case, but it's unlikely that it would be withdrawn under a new leadership. Uh, But if you're asking for my personal view, I think it will get settled when there is a Harris administration. So if, (laughs) if Democrats come into power on Tuesday, and then there's a Harris administration. President Harris is in that suit. Right, right. Um, you, you, you did mention something about um, the House report actually had this thing about expanding or um, you know expanding the scope of the antitrust law. Um, yeah. What is what are the limitations of the law right now? Because I know that it was basically designed for the industrial era and it doesn't really 
what are the gaps in in the in the law when it's used against an internet company so the antitrust legislation it's called the sherman act here um uh, it was legislated as you rightly pointed out in 1890 and uh, until about the reagan administration it was only used for some small price fixing cases etc so uh, you're right it came after because there was after the civil war there's increased industrialization and they want to address something different but then it's the same act which was used against AT&T and uh, IBM and AT&T was broken into pieces and uh, IBM had to struggle for a very long time um um so um now this report after all this um, investigation why they say is that uh, they need there needs to be sweeping changes to curb the market power of these companies is because the laws don't match up to the challenge um so two things are true one one can proceed under these existing laws there is some bit there obviously but uh, the second thing is they do need some modernizing it's also because see um most antitrust cases are decided on the rule of reason which means there will be a balancing of pro competitive and anti competitive effects so uh, how far that actually really helps them is not really so like google is going to come up with a defense about oh there is a competitor like duckduckgo and uh, so that means we are not dominant so what does that actually mean about anti competitive effects what does it mean about pro competitive effects will be a very different scenario i would say that um the the the, the entire part of um every product being offered for no price at all and even the competing products are also at no price at all and uh, what does that mean for competition and how uh, how the data collection part of the entire business and then how it feeds into the actual business of search or advertising all of that is not being um, envisioned by an act which was written for a completely different era so um, there are a lot of such gaps and again it will depend on which company we are talking about right so the other reason is that also that it takes so long to agree on some kind of a legislation and then they're supposed to last for a much longer time than technology is made that is something also which has to be taken into account that's why the report says that new and new business uh, models will emerge so how are you going to in make Uh, that flexibility into these acts and that's what our thinking also has to be about all these laws i think there's a complete very quick knee jerk reaction always to demand for more laws about everything i think the laws all around don't take into account uh, at least for now that tech tech moves at a speed which was unheard of earlier and we don't want to kill innovation just to say oh because a bunch of lawyers did not think about such things right and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps just to round up um, you're familiar with uh, the cases as they're progressing in the us you're also familiar with legal developments in india so just as the case against google progresses and perhaps as we look forward to uh, cases being filed against the other tech companies uh, how relevant is this uh, what should we be looking out for uh, here in india um, as these cases progress um uh, that's a good question um so timelines of antitrust cases even in the us are much longer 
Um, so we we are at least looking at uh, a lot of developments coming in the next three to four years. One uh, thing we must uh, see is what are is happening with various other uh, antitrust bodies. The European Commission has been the only active antitrust um, body so far. But we also have to appreciate the fact that um, uh, the rule of law is pretty strong in Europe. It is strong in the US also, but US overall until now uh, had a very large fair approach about all of this. Antitrust in US hasn't worked as intended. Uh, and that's why the earlier question you'd ask, we have to change uh, how we think about this. We're, they, because uh, if if uh, all the antitrust uh, questions are only about whether the consumer welfare is impacted or not, but consumer welfare can be impacted also by lack of competition. I cannot move on another platform because I'm stuck with Facebook. And the fact that uh, Facebook is a data thief and that is uh, an impact on my privacy and on my rights, that aspect has been missing. So um, European Union does not have a lot of competition and companies to offer, not a very innovative market. Uh, so they only have rules and they only have law and uh, they are aggressive people in terms of enforcement of laws. So in a way, it is a good thing because they are the only place where at least there's a comprehensive um, uh, global data protection uh, regulations. And they are thinking about their people and they're not only thinking about uh, the government's power uh, or the power of uh, their companies. So um, that's a place we should be watching what they are doing, what cases they are bringing, how are they thinking about uh, the use of these platforms in their societies and how are they thinking about people? Because um, uh, in many parts of the world, the emphasis is taken away from people. We talk about data protection. Data doesn't need protected protection. It needs people who need protection. Um, and tying this, as you said, in India, India's Competition Commission has done investigations, has done something, but it has really not shown its teeth right now. Um, and there are reports which have come up, but they haven't gone anywhere. The other thing is India does not have um, India does have a major, major problem with its courts. The judges are not specialized and uh, it takes forever for them to understand something about and then they come up with things like frustration about, oh, the, if technology can give us end-to-end -end encryption, there must be a way that they can give us just breaking it for the police and not for everybody else. So it is, you bring a case and it's an uphill battle. Now I've been fighting and uh, our organization has been bringing cases everywhere. Um, in India also. And it has really been a frustrating experience in some courts and it's been a good experience in other courts. It's about your luck. If you meet a good bench and they understand, you might go somewhere. If you don't, it doesn't. Then the timing is a major, major problem in India. And technology is moving too fast for us to be worried about how long judges take. They took five months. The Supreme Court of India took five months to hear a petition about internet shutdown in Kashmir. Like, who does that? And India government, Indian government right now and their policies, currently, I don't know if there's any comprehensive thinking. It seems it's a lot about nationalism and protectionism. It's all about let's do everything in India and steal everybody's data. And because it is Indian's data, Indian companies will do a better job of it. Most of these companies have Chinese investments. 
or they are not interested in protecting people. They are only interested in the fact that they miss the bus and they are competing with giants like Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, etc. And they need a push from their own governments to have a leg up. They are not doing making much better products or more competitive products for us customers to use. We ban TikTok because it's a Chinese thing and we are having a geopolitical trouble. But that's nonsense. The consumer is at loss here. And it's hypocritical also because government of India says, oh, there's been a lot of data theft. We don't have a data protection law. We don't know what an Indian company is doing with our data. The right thing to do is, is to force all these companies that open source your code. Tell us what you do with our data. Tell our people what you do with data and apply the same law to an Indian company, to an American company, to a Chinese company, Iranian, Russian, European, any company. So I would say that for us to watch out is to learn from all the other jurisdictions what they are doing, but continue to demand better of the government. What we should do is we should also bring comprehensive regulation, but which is light-handed. It's not so burdensome that no, only large legal teams of Facebook and Google can comply. And it's not so nationalistic that only Indian companies can work. And it's not so much that we are again stuck with the babus who don't understand but who have arbit demands. And it's also not left in the hands of the courts who A, have no time, B, don't have the expertise to understand these matters. Comprehensive but light-handed regulation. Mishi Chaudhary, thank you so much for joining us today. I think we've covered a whole range of topics in that discussion. And thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you for having me. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.